ELC Radio. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. To Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. Come on, man. Let's take our life to a new height. Blow their mind like dynamite. Why choose to be a walking zombie when the Lord came to give you new life? You were destined for greatness. So climb to the sky, live life with no limits Treat all your time like currency, gotta be wise on how did you spend it My hand on that wheel, my foot on that pedal You know where I'm headed, I hope that you're ready, man, for that next level Let's go Well, go ahead and turn in your Bibles now to the book of 1 John 2, 15 and 17 Second John, I'm sorry, 1 John 2, verse 15 and 17 We've been in a series the last couple of weeks since the new year called Level Up. And although that's a cool name, it's, it's really more than that. It's about uh, you and I taking a revelation and making a decision that our lives are going to get better and better and that we're going to level up uh, in, in this year. How many want to level up this year? And the reason we say that and the reason we can make that declaration is because the Bible tells us that we are to go from glory to glory. And so it's not just a nice, cool phrase that we're looking at the new year, but we're putting a demand on our spirit that we are going to level up in every dimension of our life. We're going to level up in our marriage. We're going to level up in our finances. We're going to level up in our career. And most of all and foremost, we're going to level up in our relationship with Jesus. Amen. And so the first uh, message that we talked about with that, just a quick review, is uh, we talked about if you're going to level up, you've got to put understanding of how God think God does things and being right with God first. And we took that from Matthew chapter 633, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is not heaven. That's just there. It literally translates into Seek how God does things. It's God's way of doing things. That's what the kingdom means. So when we put God and his, God's ways first, okay, that's when we could see the kingdom working in our lives. The problem with most Christians, they don't put God first. They love God. God's in their life, but he's second, third, fourth. He's behind their favorite football team. Oh, come on, somebody. He's, he's behind their career. He's behind their money. He's behind all that. He's in there, but he's not first. And when he's not first, it's like taking a flashlight and putting in the batteries the wrong way. The stuff to make it work is there, but you don't have things in order. And so we made an adjustment that first week. We said, you got to put the kingdom first. You got to go after learning about his ways. What does God think about dating? What does God think about marriage? What does God think about money and my career and all these things? And when you put learning his ways first and understanding his righteousness, which was the second part, which means this, you've got to understand that God is no longer mad at you. We got real quiet in here. <laughs> 
I know because a lot of us grew up in religion and we grew up in churches where we always thought God was mad at us. I mean, some of us that came up in the Catholic church, that was what the whole religion was based on, that we have to get forgiveness every single week. And, you know, we had to go back and there was this guilt thing that came upon us. Not just the Catholic church, not picking on the Catholic, because Pentecostals did it too. If you didn't cover your legs, women, oh, God's mad at you. If you didn't put the little doily thing on your head, you know, that little, uh, 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 little coaster from your living room on your head, you didn't put that on, God was going to be mad at you. If you didn't wear a tie to church, ooh, you may not get the favor of God on you. And all that, that's it, not how this thing works. That's why Jesus said, learn the kingdom and learn righteousness. Because, see, this is how most people live their life, trying to get God's favor. Some of you may have came to church today because, well, I got to go to church because I want to have a good week. No, no, no. That's not how this thing works anymore. That's why you got to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, because now you got to learn to live from a place of understanding. I'm right with God. And there's nothing I can do to mess that up. I'm right with God. Now, don't get don't get it twisted. There's things you can mess up. There's things you can do to mess up your life. See, that's where people go, well, there's nothing I can't do to mess up my my relationship, my uh, love for God, his love for me. Then I'm just going to go do whatever I want and sleep with whoever I want and party and da-da-da. But see, you're going to mess up your life. And what God, your father's trying to do is get you not to do that. But you need to settle in your heart. He loves you. He'll always love you. There's nothing you can do to mess that up. And we need to learn righteousness because some of us, we, we pray weak. Oh, God, if you, know, if you feel like it, if you can do it, if it be your will. See, you're not praying like somebody who is right with God. When you're right with God, boom, you come before, boldly come into the throne of grace and you make your petitions known as the word of God says. So those are two things if you're going to level up, we've got to get understanding of. And that's why we come to church. And that's why the devil don't want you coming to church every week. He's okay with you coming once a month every other week or whatever. But if you're going to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, oh, come on, somebody, you need to come every week and you need to place a demand on it and you need to read your Bible at home. Come on. You need to listen to messages. You need to go after the word of God the same way you went after things in the world. So that was the first part of leveling up. The second thing we talked about in leveling up, uh, and, we, and we talked about this last week, we talked about the fact that if you're going to level up, you've got to play a part in this divine exchange. That means this, you can't come into the kingdom with your old life. You can't come into the kingdom with your old agenda. Something has to give. But I know churchgoers try. You know, you, you all know it. Come on, we, we know it. That's why the world says, oh, the church is full of hypocrites. They, they ain't lying. Because there's people who don't allow a divine exchange to take place. They don't adjust any area of their life to God's word. They just go to church on Sundays. So they still talk crazy. They still cuss you out in a minute. They still don't give. They don't do anything to help anybody in their life. Oh, come on, somebody. You know it's true. They're still tipping and tapping. Come on. They're still using. Come on. They're still smoking weed a little bit. Oh, I'm just trying to relax, Pastor. Just trying to relax a little bit, you know. They're still working dirty. They're still doing dirty stuff. And, and nothing's changed except where they are from 10 to 12 on a Sunday. See, that's not what we're into. You're never going to level up. Now, here's a, don't, don't get it twisted. God will always love you. 
but you'll never level up. You'll always be living a less than life, okay? But if you do the divine exchange where God says, give me your mess and I'll give you my glory. Give me your jacked up, broken, addicted, messed up self and I'll give you true life. Give me your marriage that's based on lies, distrust and all that and I'll give you a marriage that can last a lifetime. Are you guys tracking with me? Give me your brokenness, I give you my wholeness. That's the divine exchange. And at 19 years old, I wasn't very smart, but I was smart enough to know, man, God, here's my life, because what you have for me is going to be better than the road I'm on. Now, you may not be 19, you may be 50, you may be 30, you may be 25, but the quicker you learn that what God has in his hand is better than what you got in yours, that's where wisdom begins. And we still got believers. They don't want to change nothing. They don't want to lay down nothing. We just want to come to church, and we just want God to tell us how good we are and that he loves us. Listen, I'll say it. He loves you. He'll always love you. But there's more to life than just being loved. Amen? There's something called pleasing God. See, my kids, I, and those of you that have parents here, you, those of you that are parents, you love your kids no matter what. No matter what. How many mamas would say okay to that? Amen? Just a few of y'all. <laughs> I was expecting more. Okay, times are changing. We love our kids no matter what. Right? You know, I've been to court where there's a guy in there in court who killed three people sold weed, did all this stuff, and there's a crying mama sitting in court pleading on his behalf. That's love. But see, don't let that be you in the relationship with God because there's another level of love, and there's called pleasing. Now, I may love my kids, but when they do certain things, it pleases me. Amen? How many parents know what I'm talking about? It pleases me. It's not about loving them having to earn my love anymore. It's about now pleasing and making our parents, you know, fill that thing. Are you guys understand what I'm saying? That's another level of this thing. But today we're going to talk about this third thing that you need to level up, and that is understanding God's will be done in your life. Let's look at 1 John 2, 15 through 17. It says this, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh-oh. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. Listen to this. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray you will come into this place as a rushing mighty wind and fill people's spirits, rip off blinders right now and give them prophetic vision to see the things that you have for their lives, for their marriages, for their kids, for their destinies, Lord God. I pray for a powerful spirit of revelation to come into this place to allow us to level up. And everybody said, Amen. praise God. So 1 John 2.15 is a powerful scripture. First thing out of the gate here is it says, do not love the world. Now, the Bible is not talking about here, do not love the world in the sense of, 
you know, people and things of that nature. Because that would contradict the other things that the Bible says about God so loved the world. What it's talking about here, that word world, is, is, a, is a Greek word that has more to do with understanding the same way the kingdom works. He's saying don't love the system of the world. He's not saying don't love the world. Listen, I'm gonna, I get on planes, I go preach people in other countries because I love the world, the people. He's not talking about that. What he's talking about here is don't love how the world works. The same way when it says the kingdom of God, it's not talking about God's kingdom in heaven, the pearly gates, the golden streets. It's talking about the system of how God works. So here Jesus, uh, here John is telling us this, do not love how the world works or the system of the world. Now, you've got to wrap your brain around this because this is a big, big challenge for a lot of us that have lived our whole lives learning how the streets work, how the financial system works, how careers work, how relationships work. But we're learning it from the world's point of view. Are you guys tracking with me here? So the world has a way to be in a relationship. They have a system of what it should look like if you're dating somebody. What's normal to the world Okay, what's normal to the world is a young girl gives herself to her boyfriend in sex and in intimacy to try to get intimacy from him. That's the world's way. And it's normal. You'll hear things like everybody does it. That's just how it is. Da, da, da. But see, the Bible's telling us here, do not fall in love with how the world does things. There's a way to get a promotion on your job, the world's way, the world's way. But there's also a way to get a promotion God's way, the kingdom's way. There's a way to get a husband, listen to me now, the world's way. Amen? Got no amens on that. There's a way to get a husband God's way. It's a way to get a girlfriend the world's way. Right? Y'all don't know this? It's what y'all doing? But there's a way to get a wife God's way. Are you guys tracking with what I'm saying? There's a way the world will tell you to raise your kids. Be their buddy. But then there's a way the word, te- the word tells you. So everything in your life, There's a God way and there's a world way. So John's telling us this, don't fall in love with the way the world does things. And then he takes it further and don't fall in love with the things that that produces. Because some of us, can we just be honest? The world was pretty good to us. Come on, smile at me, church. Don't make me, let me pick you out here today. The world was pretty good to us. And everybody's afraid like it's a trap or something. (laughs) You're trying to trick us, pastor. No, no, no. You had a lot of fun in them clubs. You enjoyed the opposite sex. A little too much. And it was fun. Everybody getting religious. No, it wasn't. I I, I hate it. (laughs) Let's go back on your Instagram account. 
Let's scroll down and see them pictures. Hey, you look like you was having some fun. Oh, can we just be real up in here today? Because if we can't be real, we can't grow. We can't grow. And so some of you, there were things that you liked about the world and what it produced in your life. But now you're serving Jesus. And that's why he tells us things like this to say, hey, don't love the world or the things that the world produced in you. Because some of you got your reputation from the world and you still like that reputation. Walking around all tough. That's who the world made you. That's who the world, and we still like that thing. He says this, don't love that. Don't get your identity from that, that hustler thing, that pimp thing, that Mac Daddy macaroni thing. <laughs> don't get your identity from the money, from the prestige, from the name on the back of your jacket. They don't do that no more, but back in the day, we, you know what I'm saying. See, those are the things that the world produced in us, and we liked it. All John is saying here is, hey, don't love that, and don't love what it produced. Don't love the things of the world. And then he goes on to make some real strong statements. Because if anyone loves the world, here it is, guys. Here it is. The love of the Father's not in him. It's not in him. Now, let's be honest. This is where the battle begins, it's a battle for you. It's a battle for me, okay? I've been in it a while, so I've won some battles, and I progressed past it. But it tries to poke its head back up. It tries to come and pull me away and lure me just like it does you. And that's why we have the scriptures. So the Bible says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, here it is, is not of the Father. It's of the world, and the world is passing away, and it's lust, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So basically, it's this. Don't love the system of the world or how it works. It will only push you towards the lust of the flesh. So what is the lust of the flesh? Well, let's look at Galatians chapter 5 on the screen there, 19 through 21, and let me read it to you in that, the Passion uh, translation here. It's just the everyday translation of the word. You could get it on your Bible app there, and it kind of breaks things down. Look what it says here about the lust of the flesh. It says, the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, hello, drama, Resentment when others are favored, jealousy. How come they get to do that? How come they're leaders? And I'm, anyways, temper tantrums. You ever seen one of those? Somebody say every day. Dan, we're going we're to extend a hand to you. Angry quarrels. Listen to this only thinking about yourself. Being, love, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those are, the, those 
that those who use their freedom for these things, here it is, will not inherit the kingdom realm of God. It's basically saying this, until you, you get this divine exchange down, you'll never understand how God does things until you move away from the lust of the flesh. Now, can we just say, as much as the world may have, may have, you, may have gave you things that you enjoy, the Bible is very clear that the lust of the flesh, that sin, is only enjoyable for a moment. But then it leads us down a road of destruction. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Some of us have felt that. Right? You took somebody home for a moment of pleasure and woke up with something bad. Take that however you want to take it. You know, you, 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 did, you wanted one night of fun. You went out with the homies, ended up in a court case. Right? Because sin is fun for a moment. But afterwards, it leads you down to death. The wages of sin is death. So when we read this, you got to understand God's not trying to keep you. He, he's not a fuddy-duddy. He's not trying to rain on your parade. He's not trying to bore you. He's not trying to take away all your fun and make you miserable. No, what he's doing is he's trying to get you to separate yourself from things that are going to keep you from leveling up. Because the life God has for you those things can't come. Amen? Amen? If you're going to level up, those things can't come. So now let's go back to 1 John 2, 15 through 17. In the Message Bible now, look at this translation here. It says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world, listen to this, squeezes out the love for the Father. It squeezes it out. It won't be long if you don't adjust the way you're living your life that you're not going to even love God. His, his love won't even be in you. You'll love Modelo more than you'll love God. You'll love the homies more than you love God. You'll love, the part, you'll love the life of the world more than you love God. It literally will squeeze it out of your life. There's no room for both. So look at this. The love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father, and practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, all that stuff has nothing to do with the Father. It only isolates you from him. It literally separates you from God when you don't participate in the divine exchange. Uh, the world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does the will of God is set, hear me now, set, for all eternity. If we're going to level up, we got to find the will of God. Got to find the will of God. And we got to participate in it. Are you guys seeing this today? This is how we level up. Now, I know it can be very intimidating. You're seeing all this stuff here and it's like, dang, I'm just, am I, are you, Pastor, are you preaching? I'm just going to be a square from here on out? Can't have no fun. Can't do nothing can't watch TV. Can't. No, I'm not talking about that. And anybody that knows me knows I like to have fun. I, God doesn't, here's the thing. God ain't mad at you because you're a, a Raider fan. <laughs> Niners? Oh, no. He's, he's, no, 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 no. I'll love, I'll love. God ain't mad at you because you got a favorite sports team. God is not mad at you because you love cars. 
He's not mad at you because you have a favorite sports team or you got a hobby. God's not mad at you that you give a lot of time to a certain thing. He's not mad at you. As, he's not mad at you, period. But what he's saying is put me first. Put me first. He's not saying you can't go to the movies. He's not saying you can't watch TV. He's not saying you can't listen to secular music. He's saying put me first. Now, if those things pull you towards a lifestyle of falling in love with the world, then you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. If they don't, fine. Fine. But keep God first. And in keeping him first, now that we know those first two things, seeking God first, the kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things, we've given him our life in exchange for his. Now what do we do? We take on your will, God, not mine. Your will be done. It's what you prayed all through catechism, right? It's what we prayed. We didn't even know where it was praying. Your will be done. Come on. So now what we've got to begin to do if we're going to level up, if we're going to level up, we got to take on the will of God. Can we do that today? See, the only way you can really do that, because here's what the carnal mind will do. Well, if I do that, what's going to happen to me and my family? Well, how am I going to get this? What about my dream? What about me wanting to be important and da-da-da and do this? and have, What about all that? God, remember Jesus said, man, to find your life, you got to lose it first. Yeah. Got to lose it first. And this is where we lose people because some of us are so ambitious, so ambitious. Can I just tell you, some of us that are the most broken can be clothed in so much pride and so much desire to to be important. We live in a day of self-promotion right now, guys. Don't be fooled by any of it. Don't be fooled by social media. Everybody's just trying to lift themselves up. And and they'll attach attach a, a, a cool need to it. They'll attach a cause to it. But it ain't about the cause. It's about them. People get an appetite for likes. Tell your neighbor, come on back to the real world. Come back to the real world. Come out of that cyberspace a little bit. Come on out of that. Come on out of that a little bit. Because you got a lot of likes on Facebook, but nobody likes you in real life. Nobody likes you in real life. And you're, you're, you're consumed with getting likes. Come on back to earth. Tell, you, tell the other neighbor, come on back, bro. Come on back. Come out of that. I mean, we got to be careful. We got to be careful for this. People just into self-promotion. People will tell you that what they're doing is the will of God for their life. It's another big thing I see a lot of times. People claiming the kingdom. I'm a a kingdom this, or I'm about the kingdom. Can I tell you there's a way of measuring that? And Jesus tells us, by their fruits, you'll know it. Because just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're kingdom. Because there's a lot of Christians that don't live by his ways. Amen? I'm a kingdom businessman. Are you? Are you really? There should be something that proves that out. Can I show you what will prove things out? And can I show you, if we're going to level up today, what is it that God's will is for your life? Every single person in this room, every single person in this room, including myself, this 
is the will of God for our life. Look at Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. Talking about recalibrating our lives, getting things back on track. Look what Jesus says. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And Corey, Brenda, and Andy Lowe, I am with you always. And everybody else too, we're all in that. But if I was a low, I'd, I'd, I'd be rocking that scripture everywhere. Even to the end of the age. Some of you are just getting that right now. Oh, the low family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Jesus' last words to his disciples. Go into all the world and make disciples. At the end of the age, your life and my life is going to have to produce this in heaven. That's the will of God. That's the will of God for your life. And did you know there are people that are claiming to have Christian businesses, people claiming to do things for God, but none of it produces this? Now, that's a problem. That's a problem. There's people that go to church every Sunday, and they don't give to their church. They don't serve in the church, and their personal life hasn't produced any of this. And guys, that's a problem. We are called as believers of Jesus Christ, to go forth and make disciples. Now here, let me break this down to you right here. Matthew 28, same scripture in the Passion Translation says it like this. And then Jesus came close to them and he said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now listen to this part, because this is a more accurate translation to what God is saying here uh, in the Hebrew, was that now wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. You see, the first time we read that in, the, in King James, we get the impression that all of us have to quit our jobs and just go and, you know, take missions trips 24-7 and just try to preach and, and reach people and that kind of stuff. That's not what the scriptures are saying. The more accurate translation of this, it reads like this. And as you go through your life, make disciples. As you go through your journey, because how many know your journey is different than my journey? Amen? Your journey is different than the person sitting next to you. Even within a marriage. Tina and I are on a journey together, but the road in that is very different. Because she's been through things I haven't been through, and I've been through things she hasn't been through. So we've had to bring two journeys together, but even on that journey, her journey's different than mine. We all have our personal journey. All Jesus is saying is as you go through your journey in life, make disciples. Amen? Amen. So on my journey, I'm a pastor. I got to make disciples. On your journey, you're a businessman. You're a state worker. All right? Whatever you are, you're a custodian. You work with AC and heating. Whatever it is, on your journey, win souls and make disciples. You're a stay-at-home mom, win souls and make disciples. Whatever your journey is, are you guys tracking with me? We got to win souls and make disciples if you want to level up. If you want to level up, that's what you got to give into. You got to start going, God, I want to produce for the kingdom. I want to help others. I want to do your will. I want to do your will. 
It's in exchanging your will for his that you level up. That's what it's all about, leveling up in, in that level there. So as you go, make disciples of all nations. That's what he's talking about here. Let's look at Matthew 16, 16 first. Simon Peter answers and says to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Remember that story? Jesus says, who do people say I am? And they're throwing out all the gossip. Well, they say you're this. They say you're Elijah. And Jesus cuts right through it. He says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter gives this answer. And he says, Peter, you ain't that smart. God, the Holy Spirit, just spoke through you. And then he goes on in verse 18, and he says this. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. What is he saying there? He's saying, upon the rock of the revelation that Jesus is Lord, this is what I build my church on. Do you know he didn't reveal the mystery of the church until somebody got the revelation that he was Lord? Do you know why people don't go after church the way they need to? Because they still don't realize that Jesus is Lord. To them... To them, it's, it's like they treat him like he's just one of the prophets still. Or he's just their insurance policy so they don't go to hell. You know, oh, I receive Jesus because I don't want to go to hell someday and burn for eternity. No, he's Lord. And when you get that understanding of making Jesus Lord of your life, what you do after that is you get involved with what Jesus is doing. You get involved with what Jesus is doing. And the only thing... Hear me now. The only thing that Jesus is building on the planet Earth is the church. And can I also tell you something? The literal translation of that word church is local church. Well, because people always want to go, well, yeah, I'm building the overall church, the body of Christ. No, when Jesus referred to church, many times it was a literal translation of local gatherings wasn't the universal, although there is a universal church that we're all a part of in all the nations, and you, we build that, but it's about collectively getting involved in your journey, building the church on the journey that you're in. Can I get an amen? amen. Your journey may not allow you to help build the church in some of these other countries, but it'll allow you to do it here. And if Jesus is the Lord of your life, one of the things you got to take up is that cross that says, God, use me. I want to do now because you gave me grace, mercy. I have no choice but to respond by giving you my life. What do you want me to do? That's the per proper response to an altar call. What do you want me to do now, God? You own me. See, we got to understand grace. Grace is an amazing thing. Grace is not just letting you off the hook for the crimes that you committed. Grace is so much more than that. It's really grace and mercy. I've heard it said like this. It's like picture yourself getting pulled over for speeding on 99. Some of you, that's not hard to picture because it's <laughs> happened. And the police officer pulls you over and you, was going, you were going 90 in a 70 zone. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? And you don't even have any excuses. You're like, oh. You got me. I'm sorry, man. I lost. I was rocking to the music, and I just, you know, I, I let go. You know what grace is? Grace is him going, not a problem. Just don't do it again. But you know what the grace of God is? 
not a problem. Just don't do it again. Here's $10,000. Which one would you rather have? Did you know what salvation is? It's like that. Not only do I take away everything you've done wrong, I now give you, empower you the ability to have a better life. You didn't deserve the forgiveness. You sure don't deserve what I'm going to do in your life. The kind of husband I'm going to give you. Oh, come on, somebody. The kind of house you're going to live in someday. The kind of life and career and dreams I'm going to give you. You don't deserve it, but you better receive it. And you know what the proper response is? Okay, God, if that's what I get, here's my life. What do you want me to do? And you know what the answer from heaven is? Build my church. But but you don't need to be a Christian to go to church. Silence that voice. That never comes from a smart person. You know what else? It never comes from a strong Christian either. Because it ain't in the Bible. It ain't in the Bible. You listen to it because it's easy. Yeah, that's true. You know, he did just say if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that we would be saved. All this other stuff. Yeah, you know, read more than one scripture. Amen? Because he did say forsake not the assembling of yourselves. And he says right here, what I'm building is my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So the proper response to a person that has really received Jesus, I'm talking about really received Jesus. Because some of us in this room, we ain't really received Jesus. We like the idea, but you got to get the revelation. He's Lord. He's good. And when you get that, you go back to him and you say, God, what do you want me to do? And he points you to the word and he said, build my church. In your journey, win souls. Freely you've received, now you freely give. That's what he's saying there. Are you guys tracking with me today? See, the only thing that Jesus is building is this church, the local church. Get involved. It is the greatest cause in the history of mankind. I know people want to save the whales. I know. I know. I want to save the seals and the spotted owl. We have all these causes around the world right now that people are, you know, going crazy about and get on Facebook, and for my birthday, please make a donation to. I'm not going to say nothing about all that. You know, we do all this outward stuff to be seen. We do all this outward stuff to get props, to appear like we give a care. But the greatest cause of mankind is reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's greater than any cause. It's greater than any cause. Listen, I don't like sex trafficking either. We need to put a stop to that. But you know what's greater than that as well is the cause of Jesus Christ. I don't like some of these things that are happening that people are championing. Some people do more protesting immigration. We'll go march for immigration. Tomorrow's Martin Luther King birthday. People are going to be out there marching in the street. But for the cause of Christ, they don't do jack. We're so hypocritical. Well, let's take it further. We're so fake. Listen, you could be a part of those things. Be a part of them, man. Save as many owls as you need to save, all right? Get involved in every cause, every political thing you post on Facebook, you know, but you better understand 
the most important cause you have is to love your fellow man and share Jesus with him. Amen? Amen. And to help Jesus build the local church. You're gonna lift, you, you do that, you're going to level up. You're going to level up. And you know why that's the key to leveling up? Because if you leave that out, it's just about you. It's just about you. Most, people, most of us, our, our motives, it's all about us. You're going to die alone living for yourself. It's people that learn to live for others. They're full of relationships, full of zeal, full of life. Let me leave you with Haggai chapter 1, 7 through 11 in the Message Bible. It says this, that's why God of the angel army said, this is old covenant now, but listen, take a good hard look at your life. Think it over. And then God said, here's what I want you to do. Climb into the hills and cut some timber. Bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourself, but nothing has come of it. The little you've brought to my temple, I've blown away. There was nothing to it. And why? This is a message from God of the armies, of the angel armies, remember? Because while you've run around, you get caught up with taking care of your own houses. But my home, it's in ruins. That's why, because of your, look what he says here, stinginess, I've given you a dry summer, a skimpy crop. You've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreeing a season of drought, drying up fields and hills, withering gardens. See, what is that talking about there? Remember, this is Old Covenant. The Old Covenant worked like this. You do good, God does good. You do bad, God's going to do bad right back to you. Grace is an amazing thing because we ain't under that no more. But it does not remove the responsibility to want to please God. It doesn't remove that. It removes the penalty of it. But then again, you've got to look at the new covenant that says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. That's what he's going to reap. So in the new covenant, did you know if we neglect God's house, God's purpose, God's will, we too can close up heavens over our life? Through our lack of sowing, we get a lack of reaping. Guys, this is big boy church. This is grown man and woman church. This is mature church. This is for people that really want to get their lives better. 25 years, man, it's the saddest thing to see people go to church and nothing changes. I've been around it. My grandfather pastored churches, seen it, seen it. People going to church every Sunday, nothing changes. They don't get things in order. They don't give over their life to his. It all comes down to one thing. They don't trust. The thing that God gets from you, remember, we've said it before, the love language of Jesus is obedience. What blesses and pleases God is when we obey. When we come into a worship service and we lift our hands and we clap our hands and we sing because it tells us to in the Bible. 
What gives God pleasure is when we come before God and we bring our tithe every week, every month, and we give it to the Lord. He doesn't get the money. He gets the obedience. When we give God our attention and get involved with what he's doing, you're going to level up. You're going to level up. If I could get you to quit chasing a husband, oh, come on, somebody, and chase the will of God, oh, you'll get a good husband. So some of y'all don't believe that. That doesn't really work that way, Pastor. (laughs) Remember, don't fall in love with the world, what they tell you. God has a different way. And the one God has for you is going to be better than what you could get with the hips, lips, and fingertips that God gave you. Amen? The woman that God can give you will be one that you can't get on your own looks, men. Somebody say amen. Can I just tell you? I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Praise God. God has something better. But don't chase the success in the career. Chase the, chase the will of God. What's the will of God? In my journey, win souls, make disciples, build the church. You'll level up. Your business will take off. Your career will take off. Your marriage will take off. See, we got to get serious. If we're going to level up, let's exchange it. Let's do it. Let's trust the Lord. Life could get better, but you got to take on his will be done. His kingdom come. Amen. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.